and welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck and be more confident in your 30s. So I am currently just preparing for the launch of my signature group program, Reclaim, which is opening its doors again at the end of this month. And whilst I've been preparing and just making sure everything's set up and ready to share with you all, I have been reviewing the testimonials that I got and the uh, lovely things that my clients who were in the last Reclaim group, which finished back in March, had to say. And one thing that almost every one of them mentioned was the coaching concept that is... I think one of the most game-changing coaching concepts, if I'm being honest, it's the concept of emotional adulthood. And it was this concept that really did shift my perspective of being a woman in my 30s and being able to really take back control, get out in victim mode and reclaim my 30s, which is obviously what we're going to be doing together in the group for those of you that will be joining. So today's episode, I have decided to re-release a previous episode, one of the first ever uh, solo episodes that I did where I'm really sharing an insight into this uh, coaching concept and I know that it's been such a game changer for so many of my clients in the group, in my course, and also my one-on-one clients who always, always feed back that once they learned this tool, they started to really show up differently and view their life differently and also really uh, show up differently in relation to other people. It's a really uh, important concept for relationships as well. So if you've never heard about it, then I urge you to listen to this and do the homework and also keep an eye out because next week there will be invitations landing in your inbox or on my Instagram page if you follow me there at turning30coach, 30 is the number three zero and this invitation is to a special free two-day masterclass and it's actually going to be a whole week of activities to celebrate the doors opening to the program again which will open on the first day of the masterclass so the masterclass is going to be two parts the first one is going to be my famous comparison workshop originally it was named fuck the timelines and live your own path And this workshop has developed, this is actually its third version. And really we're going to be diving into why we compare so much in our 30s and how we can reclaim our 30s. And I'm going to be giving a really detailed insight into the course itself, the masterclasses that we're going to be doing as part of the Reclaim Group program. So it's going to be the best way to know if the program is for you and also just the best way to learn already how to lessen that comparison and live a life that feels good for you, which is what we're all here to do. And the second masterclass is going to give you all an opportunity to really learn what life coaching is because I know that so many of you hear me talking and hear all the time, I won't shut up about it, about what really we do in our sessions and all the amazing results and all the things that 
I work on with my clients, but a lot of you have never actually even been coached or really understand some of the concepts and some of the tools that I use with clients. So I thought it was a really good idea to give you this opportunity for free to come and basically hear from me a true description of what life coaching is, how life coaching can help you and also what the difference is between therapy and life coaching because I know a lot of you ask me that and don't know which one to choose when you're really thinking of making some sort of change and investment in your self-development. I'm also going to be doing a Q&A for those of you who have questions about the program and also some hot seat coaching. So if you have any burning topics that you want to be coached on or just really to see what it's like to be coached, this is going to be the time. And the rest of the week, we're going to be doing Instagram lives. I'm going to be running a giveaway and it's just going to be a whole week of celebrations and just getting into the energy because it's not every day. In fact, it's actually once in six months that I open the doors to the program and I just want as many people to be in this atmosphere and really enjoying the fun that is what happens when you decide to reclaim your 30s and live a life that just fits, a life that feels good for you, that isn't always the same as what you expected or what society expected of you, but take it from me, will feel so good. And I'm going to leave you now with the wonderful episode all about turning 30 and becoming an emotional adult. Hi and welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach Emma Wilson and today I'm going to talk to you about turning 30 and becoming an emotional adult. So let's dive in and if you would have caught last week's episode on how to rewrite your 30 manuals, you'll know that this is a special series of podcast episodes where I'm doing solo episodes bringing to you insights into coaching concepts and theories that I have developed as part of my Turning 30 coaching program. And if you've not listened to the 30 manuals one, I highly recommend it. It's a really good episode to kick off getting and diving into coaching skills if you've never been coached before, it's something you're interested in. And this topic is another big game changer. Whilst I'm recording these topics, I really recommend that you take the practical tools and suggestions from here and actually go and use them to coach yourself. I do have my coaching program and I'm going to speak a little bit more about that later. But the fun thing about coaching is that you can do self-coaching. So you can take some of these suggestions and journal prompts and questions that I ask and actually ask them to yourself. You can write them down, you can journal on them you can write them in your phone notes as you're listening whatever you want I just really suggest that if any of these things resonate with you then you go and do some work on it and let me know the outcome let me know if any of these concepts that I'm teaching you are benefiting you and if you're seeing any results from them so when I talk about emotional adulthood you might be thinking that I'm going to do an episode talking about how to grow up and become an adult because now you're in your late 20s or already in your 30s that it's really important that you start to do adult things and actually this is not what this concept is about at all because I'm really not talking about the part of growing up where we 
have more responsibilities or we have to get a more serious job or invest in property or anything like this. It's important to acknowledge that emotional adulthood is actually something that does not correlate at all with age. And there are many people who are in their 30s, 40s and beyond who are still emotionally immature or in emotional childhood. And just because you grow up in age doesn't actually mean that you automatically become an emotional adult. To describe really what emotional adulthood is, it's important to first explain what emotional childhood is. And the most simple definition is that when you are living as an emotional child, you don't take responsibility for how you feel. You don't have an understanding of the fact that you can control what you think and therefore you can control the emotions that you feel and therefore how you behave and how you show up in the world. And because you don't have that basic understanding that you can change your thoughts and control your response, that often comes out in blaming people. So you either blame other people or you blame your circumstances for your results. And this is something I see a lot in myself, firstly, and I see in friends and family members and also now in clients. And I see it specifically in well, in lots of different ways, but I think it's really important to look at the two main areas where I see it because these are the two main areas that I coach on and the reason that people reach out to me because they want help in these areas of life. So that's, I see it mostly with people in their careers and also in their relationships with their romantic partners. So let's just take partnership first and break down how emotional childhood can look. So it's really rife with partnerships to be acting in emotional childhood. So we delegate our happiness to our partners and we expect our partners to make us happy. We expect them to give us our happiness. And this really comes out, I would say a really big symptom of emotional childhood is that we try to control other people. And this is in reference to the 30 manuals Uh, episode that I spoke about last week because really what we're trying to do is we're trying to get them to fit into our manuals. So the manuals are our instruction guides for how we believe they should behave and we try to control them not because we really care how they act but it's because we think that what they do will ultimately determine how we feel and we think this way because we're socially conditioned to think this way. Think back to when you were younger and probably your parents used to say to you, did he hurt your feelings or did she hurt your feelings? Even that turn of phrase is something that we've been brought up to believe is a concept that somebody else can do something that can hurt your feelings so they have an impact directly on how you feel. When really, whatever anybody does is actually independent from the effect that it has on you. It's your thought about what that person did or does that hurts your feelings. I'll give an example. Somebody can say a sentence to you. Your partner can say a sentence to you that can really hurt you. And it feels like they have actively gone out to hurt your feelings. For example, they could say, 
you know, something along the lines of they can criticize you. You know, you didn't do that good enough. You didn't, the food that you cooked for dinner just wasn't tasty. And we think and probably respond and we act in that moment and say, how dare you hurt my feelings? How dare you come out and say something like that? You've really upset me. But really, they've not upset you. The sentence that they've said is a neutral circumstance, but the way that you think about that sentence has upset you. Your thought about what they said has upset you. Because that's the truth. We always have the choice to interpret a neutral circumstance, such as words that other people say, in whichever way we want. And other people's behavior is always neutral. We just get to decide how we want to take it and how we want to think about it. This is a difficult concept to get your head around when you've never learned it before. But now you can see that most of the time we live on autopilot. So we constantly make assumptions and these thoughts that we have when people do things that trigger us just are completely reflexive. But we don't realize and understand that we have the option to make a decision to really react or to think something else in that specific moment. When we delegate our happiness to outside of ourselves, we lose our power to change. We lose our power to take control of our situation and our behavior by just delegating somebody else's behavior as a direct influence on us. Emotional adulthood is when we realize that this is possible, that change is possible by changing our thoughts and we start acting from a place that we are the ones taking control. Another example, let's move on to talk about careers and I'll give a personal example here. In my career story, the narrative that I tell myself or have I was telling myself for most of my 20s was very much blaming the circumstance for what had happened to me up until that point. And what I used to say was, I'm just not lucky. It's just everyone else's fault that my career isn't panning out. I didn't get dealt the luck card with my career. I'm having to pivot from thing to thing. I didn't pick the right career because I was peer pressured into doing law. My family thought that was the best option for me. So they really pushed me to do it. I never had the right guidance of what I wanted to do. I went to a school that really pushed me to be academic and not do things outside of that. I really, you know, my parents never gave me a hobby, so I wasn't creative, all of these things, right? And you can see when I'm saying all of this, I'm basically relinquishing any responsibility of the decisions that I've made. And I used to tell myself this all the time. I would say, oh, I've been sucked into this career in law. Now I don't want to do it. I'm a wanderer. I have no career path. I'm going to go back to square one. I've got to get a new job with a lower paying salary and at some point when I started doing this thought work something just clicked and I just realized that why am I telling myself this story it's just a story that my brain was looking to to comfort itself and I was just in emotional childhood and all of a sudden I understood that a big part of becoming an emotional adult was taking responsibility for all of my past decisions and to break down this story and tell myself a new one. Because I wasn't this poor girl who was the victim of her circumstances. I'd actively chosen to do law and then actively chosen not to carry on being a lawyer. I was the controller of my results. So when I decided each time to switch careers and keep searching for the job that would fulfill me, that was because 
I was understanding and trying to find something in alignment with what I wanted. And what was the point of blaming the circumstance? Although there is some truth, and that always is, that we're influenced by the circumstances, we're influenced by others around us, we're influenced by things that people say and things that people do, we cannot blame anyone else for the decisions that we make. And I could never blame anybody for the path that I've chosen in my career. And once I switched into this mindset of an emotional adulthood, I felt so empowered. And that feeling of being empowered and taking control made me feel way more confident. And then I could go out and make my future life decisions driven by empowerment and confidence instead of blame and resentment. Emotional adulthood is when we give up on victim mentality. The biggest indicator for me that people are in emotional childhood is when they play the victim. So this is when we believe that we're in the hands of something or someone else and we live in the disempowered place where you don't have any control over your emotional life. If I could define emotional adulthood in short, it would be understanding that you can control your results and the way your life looks by understanding that you can control your thoughts and you can take responsibility. Switching out a victim mentality is when we wake up from being on autopilot where we believe that life is happening to us and we start to practice the belief that life is happening for us. And one of my all-time favorite quotes is from Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl who wrote a book about his time in the concentration camp in Auschwitz. His book is called A Man's Search for Meaning and I really recommend going to read it. And In his story, he tells his life in Auschwitz and how he was subjected to some of the most degrading and inhumane circumstances in history, and he survived. And he writes about his experience and what it taught him about life and being human. And the quote that I love, and I think really summarizes what being in emotional adulthood is all about, is, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our responses. In our response lies our growth and freedom. I just seriously love that quote because if you can practice living in that space that Viktor Frankl talks about between when somebody says something or something happens to you and just pause for a minute and decide how to respond, you start to live a very different life. And this is the exact work that I teach as part of the Turning 30 coaching program. So in the program, all of the concepts that I teach will mean that you leave the program in a state of emotional adulthood. The program itself helps you to grow up emotionally. And that's not to say that that's it, you're an emotional adult and you're never going to act immaturely or act on autopilot or respond in a way that didn't serve you in life. I also don't always act like an emotional adult. Let's be honest, we're all humans, but it's going to put you in a state of awareness of just understanding that you can act as an emotional adult as you want. And when you start to learn the concepts, you just see how quickly the new behaviors and the new outlook on life starts to come. And actually for a lot of people who come to me to be coached, they really kick off this new mentality of taking responsibility and entering into emotional adulthood simply just by signing up for the program. Because in a way, signing up for something 
that is an investment in your personal development and that is focusing on your mental health is actually itself a symbol for saying, okay, I'm responsible for my outcomes and I'm willing to put the time, the energy and the money on the line to prove it because that's the epitome of taking responsibility. It's it's just stopping waiting around for someone or something else to change and you stepping up to get ready to change yourself. One of my clients who finished the program, she wrote in her end of coaching questionnaire something really nice that I just wanted to share. So this particular client, she really came to me and had said that even though she was 29 and that she looked like a grown-up on the outside, that she still felt emotionally immature. So I explained and taught her this concept and we started to really practice it in our work together. So in the end of coaching questionnaire, I asked which concept that we coached on do you think has most affected the progress that you have made? And she wrote, Emotional childhood and adulthood was incredibly eye-opening. I am so aware of this now, of how guilty I was of it before and also spotting when I still fall into this way of thinking. I love the idea of taking responsibility for your personal circumstances and happiness. Whilst in some ways it can be challenging to accept that the things you don't like about your life were not simply the world conspiring against you, it's also so much more empowering to know you can actually do something about it. Finally, I'm going to leave you with some homework. So some journal prompts, you can do these now, you can do them later, you can jot down the questions and answer them later on. And these are just to really get you thinking about when you've been living in emotional adulthood. So ask yourself these questions. What are the areas in your life that you are living in emotional childhood? What areas of your life do you delegate your responsibility over to somebody else? What areas of your life are you not admitting that you have control over? And what stories have you been telling yourself about being in your 30s and being at this point in your life where you've been blaming other people or the circumstances for what's going on? The last piece of homework is to practice being in emotional adulthood. So at some point this week, when you have the chance to respond in a way that you usually would, take a deep breath, pause, think how you want to respond, and then respond. This new way of thinking can be completely game-changing, and I can tell you from personal experience and just looking back and how I used to approach my life and how I used to respond to others and how I used to think about myself and my story when I was in emotional childhood. I just wish I would have learned these concepts sooner and started practicing them because the results that you get when you get out of victim mode and victim mentality is really just so amazing. And the minute, really genuinely, the minute that I started practicing being an emotional adult, my entire life changed. I stepped up, I started making different decisions and then people started responding differently to me and my life just looked completely different. And that's why it's my mission to share these concepts with you and to encourage you to go and practice them so that you can make the same changes as well. From next week, I am officially opening the doors to my group coaching program and one spot's already been taken, which means there are only five spots left. 
I'm super excited about what we're going to do in the program. We're going to take all of these concepts that I'm teaching you in these podcast episodes and we're going to dig even deeper and it's going to be a crazy amount of teaching and group coaching including some one-on-one time with me also and a chance to really meet other people who are going through exactly the same thing because turning 30 and feeling stuck or feeling behind can just really be such a lonely place and that's why it's my prerogative now to bring people together and help you to understand and realize that it's not just you and there is a way out and your life can look really different. For more information on how to apply, there's a link in the podcast description that you can follow and you can send a request for the form when it opens up next week or you can DM me on Instagram and we can chat there. I'm really excited about my group program and I can't wait to meet you all in it when it starts in March. So go and do the homework, send me your feedback. I'd love to hear how you find your first week being in emotional adulthood and I will see you on the podcast next week.